that game is a cheater, Andrew. Are you talking about Puzzle Quest The Legend Returns? Is that the full name of that game? I honestly don't know. The Not first, gonna lie. The first release of the game was called Puzzle Quest Challenge of the Warlords. And the re-release on Switch is Puzzle Quest The Legend Returns. That feels like the subtitle of a Highlander movie. I was just going to say, I thought I remember Warlords being in the title, but I guess they changed the subtitle for the the re-release. I think it's Hell- fantastic that they subtitled it, and that the subtitle changed, and that Puzzle Quest in general is owned by so many different franchises and ideas that like it's some sort of nebulous thing, so they have to subtitle it. Did you ever play Puzzle Quest 2 on the 3DS? Mm-mm. Man, that game is so different from Puzzle Quest 1. I had heard that, and I liked Puzzle Quest 1 so much that I didn't bother. It's not... If you want to play it sometime, I have a copy. You could try it out. It's uh, different. I played the free Marvel Puzzle Quest. For, oh, yeah. I remember you got into that for a while. For Yeah, for a hot minute. And then I was like one of the first people in the world to get a Wolverine. And I was acing dudes left and right. And then I had to go away on vacation for a weekend. And I came back. All Wolverines. Every, Oops, well, all Wolverines. They had... Had had an event, <laughs> and now I was behind, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Uh, hello, hello, everyone. This is Weber Gamers episode one hundred and ninety-five. Uh, I am JJ, and I am hosting today for no real particular reason. Uh, and you have already heard the voices of our wonderful co-casters here. Uh, that's Andrew over there. Hello, and Michael on the other side. Hey, everybody. Actually, I think this podcast comes out in mono, so you can't really hear the stereo difference. And honestly, I can't either. But you and, know what? And we and we would be in <laughs> technically in stereo, so we would be on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could do a setup where it would be stereo. I'm not going to do that amount of work. No, that's a that's a bad idea. Anyway, plus why why do you get center channel then? Yeah, why would I get center channel? I'm not important. That'd be silly. <laughs> <laughs> then we'd have to go uh, to five point one, and we'd need three more, two more. No, one, two. Yeah, two more hosts, and then someone is going to be listening in like one headphone. I'd be super mad about like why they can't hear half the conversation. Well, and, and you'd have to have a guest every episode to dignify the center channel, etc. Yeah, that not worth like a lot of effort. Not that worth. Seems like it a lot of work. Yeah, but that sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Well, uh, today, we're going to have an interesting show, I suspect. Uh, I'll, I'll lead it in with something a little less, uh, less we'll, bad, we'll maybe. We'll get to the dramatic sighing in a minute. Uh, this weekend, uh, my wife and I decided to do some interesting cooking. And I have never made either of these dishes before from, you know, from scratch here uh, at the house. Uh, we made tortilla soup, which is great. Fantastic. Yeah, it is. And we made it from nothing. Uh, you know, it's just like chicken and stock and away we went. And man, that turns out really good. You get to use your own tomatoes? Uh, we don't have any tomatoes right now, unfortunately. Uh, otherwise, we would have. And it probably would have been better. So, in the we future. We used our own peppers, though. Next summer, when you have a crop, a bumper crop, mm-hmm. roast... And freeze your tomatoes so you can put them in your soups. 
Mmm. It's a good idea. We made a bunch of uh, tomato sauce last year, and that was also really good. We still oh, yeah. have some of that left. Oh, I and think. you can can that for a long time. Mm-hmm. But that's a good idea. I have not. Uh, we didn't try that. We could definitely do that now. Also, mm. tortilla soup is a great way to use up leftover Thanksgiving turkey. We do that every year. Oh, you turkey in it. We did chicken, um, but I think turkey would also probably be very good. Especially like smoked turkey. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Uh, and we also made at home uh, fresh sushi, which is a lot of fun. Uh, more work than it seems. Thousand percent uh, more work than it seems. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, we made the rice and, you know, flavored it and did the whole thing and then uh, rolled it out and did the whole thing ourselves. Uh, it turned out pretty good for, you know, people, two people making sushi for the first time and kind of not knowing what we were doing. Of course, I feel like the, the joke is that you always think it's like, ah, well, we need a lot. This isn't very much fish. We probably need more. And then we had like half a pound of leftover fish. <laughs> I don't recall who went with me when we did this I'm, at my house one time. I'm pretty sure it was me. <laughs> yeah. When we went down to Bear Flag, mm -hmm. uh, which is a fish market here in Orange County, and we took a cooler with us and then way, way, way overbought fish. <laughs> yeah. That was the last time we, I made sushi. <laughs> I don't think we did it as bad as that time, uh, but we still had way more than we expected yeah it's a but i mean you know do. like if you have leftover imitation crab sticks you can just eat them you know and they don't have to like do anything with it that's true what was your i mean so when you have a plan for making sushi mm -hmm. what was your number one we have to make this thing oh so like personally or like what was the goal here because i think the the goal was just to try you know, these little, this little sushi making thing that Stephanie got in a gift exchange in, over Christmas. And we were just like, well, let's try this thing and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the goal. Like in terms of like what sushi did I want to end up with? I just wanted to end up with like the fallback plan was, well, if none of this works, we can just make a poke bowl. <laughs> there you go. Because uh, we had all the stuff, you know, we had right. avocado and then cucumber and whatever. So, um, yeah, we made a California roll. That was pretty good. Yeah. Made like some salmon rolls that was were pretty good. That was um, my, I think the like number one and two for me were making a California roll and a tekamaki roll, which is like a tuna. Yeah. We couldn't find much tuna, uh, sushi tuna at the local fish market. Wrong season. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure what the deal was with that. Uh, we could have bought like tuna steaks and cut those up and done that, but it, the texture felt like it would have been wrong to me. So I didn't want to. Um, so we did mostly salmon, um, and then imitation crab for, you know, Californias and whatnot. And then we got fish eggs and the whole thing. It was good. Really good. Tons of fun. Um, you know, one of those things that's fun to do on uh, a three day weekend where, you know, you have lots of time and you don't need to get up early or eat dinner at a specific time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't the only one who had interesting times in their home this weekend. Interesting Andrew? times. I don't know. Were they interesting? It's getting more interesting by the minute over here. I think I've alluded to over the past couple weeks that we've been hedging a big home project. I keep saying I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx it. So uh, the bottom fell out of that. So I can finally tell you guys what's going on. <laughs> 
we have started a major remodel starting with the roof of the house. So I don't know if you guys remember, but it was kind of like a metal tin shack looking thing on the outside of the house, which was blue, which is now completely gone and replaced with a new shingle roof as well as a new flat roof. And at some point, once they get through the fourth round of permitting, there will be solar attached to it as well. Cool. Um, This was begun with a large electrical overhaul for the house, replacing a 1960s electric panel and um, creating an actual sub framework for the garage, which had never had its own panel. And there were things like the pool was run from the pool across the roof of the house in a PVC pipe, just sort of laid on the roof without connectors. So when it rained, the water was going into the pipe. Seems safe. Down over the top of the roof and into the electrical panel. (laughs) Super safe. Yeah. Very, very safe. Super duper safe. So a lot of safety stuff upgraded and fixed in that process. And the eventual goal, which turned into a, well, some people we know have time now, so we should get it done, was to also retrofit the house with two AC systems at the same time, so that we would have one up, one down to cover a large square footage, which is what we have here, since, you know, the house is kind of too big for one system in a way. So it's two. Yeah, you would have to get a system that's like industrial size, and then it's like it's just laid out freezing. incorrectly. Yeah, and like if you do an industrial one, then it's by my head when I'm sleeping, and it's not enjoyable. Um, so it's better to try and do it this way, which led guess, to the- you know you can run one and not run the other one and save yourself a little money there if you don't. Yeah, let's the- say in the middle of summer. Cold. It's not really hot downstairs. It's hot upstairs, right? So, you know, there's like more efficient ways you can run zoning of your house that way. Um, We hit a snag (laughs) while pulling that furnace out. They said, hey, look, all that ducting is asbestos. Ooh, bummer. So everything stops. Everything stops. And someone tells me, okay, I've got an abatement guy and he's willing to come out and do this for X dollars. But to do that, you need to remove the ceilings underneath all of this ducting because there's no attic in my house, you guys. Ooh. Which means the ducting is in the ceilings or as it turns out today, we learned... The walls. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got to get downstairs somehow, right? Well, it went downstairs. Most of it went underneath and behind the unit that was upstairs. And that's what we thought, right? We saw, oh, these two ceilings downstairs are lower than all the other ceilings that are downstairs. There's these two hallways. They're very low. And these hallways line up with almost every single register where the air comes out downstairs except for one no problem all the ducting should be in these ceilings for the downstairs so i spent my three days this weekend 
demolishing ceilings only to find there are many that are missing. <laughs> the but, ducts are not where they're supposed to be. As in they like moved the ducts to the walls? Or as in this the slow the the shortest run of a line was not the direction they took because when you're doing stuff while building a house sometimes it's easier to just throw it that direction and down got it instead of thinking about the future right so now we've got some uh some more demolition to do meanwhile i have large amounts of open ceilings in my house and you know for days for a couple days this weekend i was sweeping and cleaning and vacuuming and blowing air out because there's lots and lots of drywall dust that needs to come out anyway our house is a literal disaster area (laughs) man yeah stuff has been pulled out of almost every room you can think of because now I have to chase ducts into more rooms, which means Mm. taping and hermetically sealing off areas and more areas. So, like, there's plastic hanging almost over every doorway. Every bedroom has been closed off with with plastic and tape. All this in the service of just getting rid of something that they they knew they shouldn't have been using. Well, but it was so cheap back in the 60s and the 70s yeah. when they made the house, Andrew. So Using like, industrial ah, byproducts know? as a good uh, what, what insulator. What a great idea. It was so warm and, could and nearly wrong? free. How could what, it be bad? What could go wrong when you can find a use for industrial byproduct as insulation? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, the, the idea of uh, me doing things myself fell apart on... You know, Sunday night, as a, as we realized, there's more here than one man can do <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. for prepping for other contractors to come through. And so we're kind of like in a stalemate here on how to solve this problem. It's a, it's a larger project than I was hoping to take on all at one time. Meanwhile, you know, like I said, the roof is three quarters done, but it's waiting for solar to be finished. But solar is in the fourth round of permit processing, so that's just sitting there waiting to get installed. I don't know, bud. My plan of keeping this off the podcast to not jinx it, I don't know if it's panning out. I wonder, you know, maybe if you had just, like, said the plans up front, if everything would have just gone smooth and easy. I think the smooth and easy thing, I had assumed it wouldn't go smooth and easy most of this time. Mm -hmm. And then the AC contractor came in and like, he was one of those bada bing, bada boom, you just do this and you're done kind of guys, right? Uh, Funny you mentioned that. When I got AC at my house, the dude that came out is this like old Russian man who I got a very like good fellas kind of vibe from also. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a lot of like, you do this. This is how you do it. And he's like, yeah. I don't know if it was the language thing or what. It was, he was just very much like, and then it's done. Great. Every is, is that it? That's <laughs> yeah. all. Uh... Every other contractor in this process, electrical, roofing, solar, they've all put out there the potential hazards, the delays that we could see, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
And then, and then the AC is just like, yeah, 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 this is where your ducts are. No problem. You can see, you can see it's right here. Just take all this out. This is no problem. The, that word no problem really comes back to bite you. So if ever you need any drywall removed from your home, I've gotten quite adept <laughs> at very clean removal of said product. I, my hallways look immaculate compared to what they should look like. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Drywall sucks, by the way, uh, for those who don't know. It, like you cut into that, and then all of a sudden, it's like an explosion of, it, like an explosion of white powder all over everywhere. Like you just started like pouring flour in your hallway. It's, and it's insidious. Yes, it's insidious. I literally just lifted the flap over my office door. I, I I tore a flap out of the plastic of the office door to get in here, and it was just like this fine mist of dust came off of the plastic. Ugh. Yeah, and it's impossible. It's like you think you have swept it all up. You think you've done all that. No, it's impossible to get up. It's like four sweeps through with a dustbuster and a broom and all this stuff. Oh, I've gone through the shop back twice. I got to wet mop it tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. So, man, props to you, dude. That is hard work. Meanwhile, today, this afternoon, when I got all this bad news, I said, I physically can't think about cutting more drywall today. So I went outside and dug a pit instead. (laughs) <laughs> because the the two new AC units need to be on level ground the outdoor condensers that is mm-hmm. uh, need to be on level ground and they're going in an area that's eventually going to be covered in gravel well if I don't get the gravel under them now they're not going to get moved later because they're going to have electrical and um, don't they require those to be on a slab now they have a they're on a, uh, what would you call it? Like a plinth. Yes. Okay. So mm. they just you're, they can put that on top of the gravel. And the that's plinth okay. can be on anything as long as the units are on the plinth. Got it. If they're not on a plinth, they need to be on cement. Yeah, like a cement roof or a right something. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. So uh, these guys are going on some gravel. Uh, so I had to dig down and level off an area about seven feet wide and six feet deep, not six feet into the ground deep, seven by six by a couple inches down. Okay. I was about to say you literally dug something down to the bedrock or something that is far. (laughs) No, sorry. Not six feet. I meant depth in terms of like away from me. So I don't know what width width and and length depth. Yeah. Depth would be down. That's not helpful. It, that's still a large area, though. Yeah, you well... Know, seven, seven by six. Well, yeah, it's an overgrown area of weeds and everything else right now. And it's a whole new area that has never been graded because up to code can't be where the previous condenser was. Oh, God. That was in front of the electrical panel. We can't have that. Huh. <sighs> that's funny because... Well, I guess it wasn't in front of the electrical panel. It was, like, off to the side. I'm thinking about when I got this at my house. There was, like, already hookups for one and everything. It's just, like, they had clearly taken it out before selling the house, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they're like, oh, we could just, like, replace the one that used to be here. It's like yeah. there was a stain on the ground where it obviously was. And they're yeah. just like, yeah. And they just put it right there again. And I was like, hmm, no one... No one checked to see if this was code or not. They just did it, you know? Well, thankfully, when you're replacing a piece of equipment, you don't technically have to pull your permit again. Yeah. But this is all going to have to be permitted, so. 
uh, we're stuck with having to make sure we're three feet from the gas line, four feet from the electrical line, etc. Wonderful. Yeah. So it's, it's an adventure. I don't really know what to say other than that. I'm physically and mentally beat, you guys. I, so I'm guessing that's when you got taken advantage of by the computer in Puzzle Quest. I good segue. <laughs> I did need already broken. I need I needed to decompress last night, and um, we are not staying in our home currently. Because, like, <laughs> like you just said, all the bedrooms, everything are is literally hermetically sealed up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're not staying here currently. Uh, I guess people listening to the podcast, I'm now. I should delay this until we're back in our home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I seven to, listeners don't know where you live. So yeah, that's true. Okay. I needed to decompress. I tried with Puzzle Quest Challenge of the Warlord, The Legend Returns. <laughs> I like the idea that it now has two subtitles. <laughs> it's just two colons in a row. And then there's like an HD at the end or something. That you oh, yeah. Stuff on. HD. Uh, there's a there's an interesting thread, if you want to find it, about what got replaced in this remake with... HD textures. Oh, yeah. they didn't redo everything? Let's say some of the artwork is not HD. Oh. <laughs> that seems like a choice. It's small on the Switch. Yeah. That's a You're that's playing a, handheld. That's that's a, that's a loaded comment if you can't tell. If you like <laughs> blow it up on a TV, I bet it might look kind of grimy. Yeah, it's a, that's what the threads are about is like, uh, oh, this doesn't look so hot. So, uh, that game cheats. Yeah. A lot. Mm-hmm. Some of the enemies... I re- Here's this... Okay. I just paused the game and left it at a certain point. Because I want to see how this goes. I ran into an enemy. Uh, I have 80 health. This is an enemy is the same level as me and says it's an average difficulty enemy. It's called a Scarecrow. Okay. It doesn't seem that tough. No. It doesn't. It has two abilities. If it has seven yellow gems, there are five colors of gems, it can heal itself for four. If it gets 15 red gems, it does 10 damage to you. That seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty yeah straightforward. The yellow gem ability doesn't end its turn, though. So it can just heal for four every time it has seven. I, as a paladin, can heal myself for some amount of health that is usually around 13 to 15, depending on how many yellow gems I have when I heal myself. That game cheats so hard. Yeah. At the... There are times when I'm like, okay, I'm not going to match these gems because I know that if I match these gems... The computer's going to cheat and drop skulls next to that exploding plus five skull. Uh Uh-huh. And then stared at the gem map to try and find a different move. There isn't one, so I have to make the move, and it drops two gems one space away from the other gem so that when it's the computer's turn, it automatically does damage on its turn from off screen. Yep. 
or I'll take away all the red and yellow gems off the board so that it can't do its abilities. And then it'll get like a five chain, drop more onto the screen, and oh, lo and behold, the things that fell onto the screen were red gems, and now it does ten more damage to me. But we can both heal. So I'm at 50 health, and he's at 170 out of 200. And we're just sort of sitting there as we go back and forth healing and doing damage. So eventually I have to wonder if I'm eventually going to lose to the the computers I don't know what you want to call it but the just like attrition of the computer cheating I mean it's certainly possible although I guess the uh do you keep the stuff you only get like the coins and the levels and stuff after the the battle Yeah exactly uh so you have to win the battle you could quit and not lose but then you don't you know I've been battling yeah. for like 25 minutes I have something stupid like 600 accrued experience out of this battle <laughs> if I get out of it. You really need to get like really sometimes that game is really bad about like throwing enemies that are like close to your level but the equipment you have is terrible. Yeah. So you just lose because it expects you have a sword that like adds plus 30 at this point and you still have like a sword that adds plus 10. Yeah, but I, there's nowhere to buy a better sword. I know, I'm just saying that, like, the game is bad about that, and so you just get hosed in some cases, like, certain parts of the game. That was my memory from when I played it a long time ago. <sighs> I, I couldn't believe how rubber bandy it was. It was literally like, okay, I'm starting to do damage. I'm getting ahead on health. I can't make another move, and I don't... I, I as a rule, try not to make moves near skulls near the top of the board because I don't want the game to drop skulls for the enemy to get to make damage on me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because it always does it. Which is the class that, like, uses all skulls on the board? Oh, Barbarian? I think, I think there's a skill that does that. Yeah. It might be a higher level one, though, I guess. Yeah. That, that was a beneficial one to my run, I remember. I I, I don't want to feel pot committed Yeah. to this battle, but I feel pot committed to the battle. <laughs> Bumps me out because, like, if I'm going to go through the 30 to 40 minutes of this, I'd rather have done it in the Star Wars game where I'm, like, losing to a hard enemy, you know? Mm-hmm. I have an example of that for another time. Okay. Puzzle Quest, the the game of cheaters, the challenge of warlords, the <laughs> legend, legend returns. returns to the smash legend. your face with cheating. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say the legend H- of the computer being really good. Oh, H- how many H- H- HD H- for H- cheaters? Thank you. I'm going to put cheaters in there three times. Well, JJ, if we're if we're talking about games that people are walking away from, uh-huh. oh, how is your uh, how is your Dark Souls? Uh, yeah, walking uh, away or limping away. <laughs> well, I, I mean, so, uh, okay, uh, for those who didn't listen last week or, yeah, it was last week, I think, uh, I have, I started playing a Dark Souls randomizer and randomizers are like this class of games, I guess, where basically you mod a game and then it randomizes the locations of all the items. Uh, this one can also randomize the location of uh, enemies as well. Uh, I opted not to do the enemy stuff because I don't think I'm good enough to handle like walking down a corridor and then seeing the last boss of the game walk up to me. <laughs> um, well, especially watched, since they don't re-level them. Uh, yep, they don't re-level them. 
uh, you kind of get overpowered at certain points in the game, especially since you start with random equipment. Like you could I just start all- with really overpowered equipment and then just be like, who cares about this guy? And just murder every single person. Thanks to waypoints. I have kind of an understanding of that and why it happens in dark souls versus the, the experience I just had in star Wars <laughs> where it doesn't seem to happen that way. So I think it's probably possible to happen in that game as well. You're just not there yet. Like, you got to hit a certain point, right? Yeah, there's definitely, like, there's a skill tree in Star Wars, and you unlock more skills and stuff, but it's not like you, like, instantly do tons more damage or have more health or enough force or whatever, unlike Dark Souls, where, like, if you grinded in in Dark Souls, you just make the numbers go up and then you're overpowered. Do none of the skill points just straight up give you like, hey, you could use this skill a second time. Hey, you have an extra bar of force or whatever. None of it does that. There's one of there's two of those. There's one that's like, hey, you want some more health? Here's a little bit more health. Hey, you want some more force? Here you go. You could cast that spell one more time. I'm surprised but, there aren't like more of those in the skill tree because that's like definitely a thing to put. It in seems there. like there's a major gate that you have to get to on the main story planets. Where it's like, ah, you've gone to this main story planet. Enjoy your large new power, which will open up more of the skill tree. Uh, okay. okay. So they kind of prevent you from just going wild. Yeah. Right. So like, man, we're getting off track here, but like I went yeah, to the whatever. wrong planet. So I leveled but- a lot because I got a lot of experience, but like I filled out the skill tree and I still can't beat some of the enemies on that planet. Yeah. Well, maybe that means it's time to go back to the other one. Yep. I- that's about where I was on Friday, and I have not been back because my computer did not have any internet, which is a problem when you're trying to launch games that need a key from the internet. Uh, that is totally a thing, by the way, in Dark Souls games. At some point, you're just like wandering around, and you wander into an area, and you're like, man, these guys are really tough. They're just getting my butt kicked over and over here. What is going on? And then you like you fight through, and you get to a point, and you're like, all right, I think I did something and then, like, the guy, the next series of enemies after that are, like, even worse. Yeah. You're just like, you know what? Nope. Nope. I'm leaving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gotta I go explore that, somewhere yeah. else. It's time to go. Mm-hmm. I was down near what they call a bonf, you know, what a bonfire would be, mm-hmm. but in Star Wars. And uh, I would leave the bonfire, fight the first three enemies, and be like, man, I had to use all my health packs on that fight. Back to the bonfire. Let's try it again. <laughs> Uh, and, I got, and I got a lot of experience doing that, but I just couldn't make it past those dudes. And you also then like eventually learn like, okay, now I can do this first guy and not get hit. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I can do this second guy and not get hit. And then you know that sort of <sighs> allows I, you to. Push okay, I'm going to derail you again. <laughs> so I, I did know, that. I, mean, I did that. Mm-hmm. I did that. I finally make it through the fight, and at this point in the game, I had two health packs. Right? They call them stin packs. And so I do that in this fight, and I'm like, yes, I did it. I only used one health pack. I'm going on to the next area. And I walk through the door to the next area, and a hidden dude jumps out from the side of the door and oh, aces me in the face. It's 100% Dark Souls, man. That's like yeah, a thousand hundred percent. And I was uh, like... I- and I'll uh, you- I'm leaving this planet now and going a different place. <laughs> exactly. Uh uh, so I was playing Dark Souls. Uh, this is Dark Souls one uh, for those talking about. It, and I did. Oh, I gotta finish. Hold on, hold on. Within two minutes of going to the next planet, I had a an a expansion of my powers, and now I have more stim packs. See, there you go. <laughs> all right, all right. Dark Souls. Uh, so, uh, so in the randomizer, you know, like all the items can be wherever, including like 
keys to open doors that you need to progress to other areas or uh, you know, the, the items that you need to collect in order to open the door to the final boss, that kind of stuff. And it could just be like on a dead body in the corner. Does the game do a good enough job that it doesn't lock you out? Yes. So there's logic in the code that places the items that says, okay, well, if like I put this here, that's needed for these other things. That means I can't put these other things in a place where you can't get to this one. Uh, so the logic is pretty robust in terms of like, hey, you need these things to go to these places. So it doesn't it doesn't lock you out. But that doesn't mean it's not going to put it in some obscure backwater location that you didn't know was there. Or make you go through, you know, a whole bunch of areas to get hey, to man. In, end game content just to open a door at the beginning that you need to open. In Dark Souls 1, there's a great area, and by great I mean awful, called Blight Town. <laughs> and oh, it's I've called that it's called that because it is literally a blight on this game. <laughs> it's a blight on the frame rate. It's a blight on your patience playing the game. It's a giant swamp. And when you walk through water, uh, you know, like knee high water or whatever, you, you move slowly. Uh, but beyond that, it's not just a swamp. That would be too easy if it was just, you have to move slow cause you're in water. Oh no, this is poison water. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> So your poison meter is constantly filling up, and then once it hits to the top, you start taking life uh, over time. Poison meter? Yeah, there's a meter for poison. Like, your poison builds up, and when it hits the the max, then you are poisoned. Does your poison go down over, just over time? Yeah, so then once it's built up to the top, it sort of starts a timer, and then once that expires, then your meter starts over again. Okay. But during that, that timer, by the way, is like two and a half minutes or something. Meanwhile, like every second, you're taking five damage or whatever. Bro. I don't know. How, I, I'm making the numbers up. I have no idea. Oh, but it doesn't stop there, friends. No, no. <laughs> there are these enemies in Dark Souls 1 who are the bane of my and everyone else's existence. Uh, they are called blow dart snipers. And I had no because I had to look up the name because I was so frustrated. Uh, they shoot these little tiny little arrows. Like a lot of the enemies in this game have arrows, right? Like big bow and arrows, whatever. You can see where they're shooting. The arrows are big enough. You can bring your shield up or roll or whatever. Yeah. Oh, no. Or you get a these... lightsaber and flick that stuff back at them. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, these shoot like tiny little darts, like little white pixels that fly across the screen. And they don't just do poison. They do super poison. <laughs> it's, it's called toxic in this game, which is like ultra poison on steroids and it's like five times the damage of regular poison and the meter to build up is way smaller uh oh w wonderful hmm. uh, I see meanwhile where this is going while you're trudging through this swamp avoiding these guys shooting tiny darts of death at you <laughs> there are about this swamp is huge by the way it's like a giant underground cavern right and it, there are little items hidden around corners all over in the various far Mm -hmm. ends of the swamp. You got to run mm -hmm. to this one. You got to turn around and run back the other way and around a corner, find that one. And any one of these little places could have like very important key items. <laughs> so, so you're saying one of them was there and that's when you quit. Well, so I don't know where it was because I couldn't <laughs> find it. <laughs> so this game, so Dark Souls is a lot of the areas are interconnected. You can run back and forth between all the uh, many of the areas, so it's very easy to get places, or it's very easy to get a lot to a lot of places, right? But later in the game, once you've gotten to a certain point, uh, you gain the ability to warp between the bonfires with this item called the Lord Vessel. 
it's a big thing getting it in the game. But the Lord Vessel can literally just be on a corpse somewhere, like near the beginning of the game. <laughs> or, like, you could get it from killing the boss that you normally get it from. Who knows where it is? Right. Well, so I went and killed that boss. I did all that stuff. No uh, Lord Vessel. Through, through Anne Orlando. No Lord Vessel. I went and did the Painted World, which was awful. Did that. I uh, went and did, you know, ran around through Blighttown and found, you know, most of what I could find through there. And I didn't see it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't want to just run around this poison <laughs> swamp anymore and just get murdered by these these blow dart sniper guys from all over wherever. I just you know, I just don't want to do it. Uh so I think I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> That's my <laughs> It's been a it's been a good run. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Randomizer, for trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I may go look at the cheat sheet to see, because uh, when you do it, it generates a text file that tells you where everything was. Uh, but it's no fun if you look it up. So Would a new um, randomizer of that, like, okay, this runs too hard because I couldn't find the thing. I should start over and start again. Or is it just like, that was a fun experiment. I'm good. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll try it again. I don't know. I, I think the, I think I'm good with this for now. Maybe they're like... If they add some more settings to it, maybe that allow me to randomize the uh, the enemies in a less unfair way. I, it would be fun to try the enemy randomizer, but I need it needs to be more fair before I'm willing to try it out because I I can just picture myself getting aced over and over by <laughs> the <laughs> area where like there's a there's a whole area where everything is dark and you need a lantern or whatever to walk around to see basically and uh, there are tons of hidden enemies just in around corners that you can't see in there. And I can just imagine, like, walking down somewhere and then, like, a boss jumps around a corner and murders me. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. So, I well, couldn't believe that thing jumping out and just killing me after all that hard work. <laughs> I, was so I, was so, I was so sad and so upset. I just left my experience on the planet. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. The funny thing is that... Uh, now that you knew that it's there, it, it wouldn't be a thing. Like you would just walk up and like already be facing that direction with your guard up and then you're fine. Yeah. That's the, that's the dark souls way, man. They always get you with that stuff. <laughs> I, Andrew, you, you share. Yeah, exactly. You got to learn. I, you sharing that with me has filled my heart with happiness. <laughs> well, uh, enough about us. What did you get up to this weekend, Michael? Um, so we went down uh, San Diego way, actually. Uh, we went to the San Diego Zoo. Ooh. Saturday was a, a beautiful day in sunny San Diego, like many of them are. And we decided that we were going to go uh, spend some time walking along and seeing the wildlife. Zoo or wild animal park? So we went to the zoo. Okay. Uh, I had never been. Oh. So it was the it was my first time seeing the San Diego Zoo, which everybody says is is one of the best in the country it's massive um it is very massive um, it is very so big i'm i'm glad we uh we decided to go ahead and get the the membership so we can go back let me blow your mind the wild animal park is bigger i'm i'm for it the wild animal park is bigger in distance like walking or whatever but i feel like there's less to see yeah oh yeah definitely Mm -hmm. There is more area to cover, but you, at some point, you should take the tram or whatever that they give yeah. you because it's, it's big. Yeah. Cool. So it, you guys enjoy the zoo? 
Yeah, yeah, it was good. Solid. Uh, what animal? Uh, go when for you it. go to the zoo, is like your number one jam. Like, oh, they got one of those here. Ooh. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah, give me a second. <laughs> uh, giraffes are always good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because they're like really tall cows, which is a terrible <laughs> thing to say, but they are. They like leaves. They do. And they like checking out what people are doing. Mm-hmm. So most of the parks that have them, uh, you can kind of like interact with them. And I think that's super cool for such a massive animal. Uh, and then it's really cool to take little kids near tigers and lions and just wait and see how interested those animals get in your tiny little <laughs> prey. The snack you're you're carrying around with mm-hmm. you. Uh, lions during the day are not typically that fun to see because they are sleepy Sleeping. AF. Yeah, and lions love to sleep. Uh, however, if you ever go to one of those uh, at night, sometimes they're open at night. Uh, or they do like overnight stays or whatever. Yeah, the the wild the animal lions. park does that. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Uh, it is fun. Uh, but hey, uh, those lions are loud <laughs> and awake all night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Time to hunt. Yeah. That's well, that funny. sounds good. I uh, I think zoos are good. That's a controversial thing to say. I think. Yeah. If if they're done right. Sure. Yeah. I think that's bad zoos are bad, but good zoos, I think are overall a benefit. Yeah. Especially with, uh, with like the San Diego one where they have a strong bent towards conservationism Mm -hmm. and the, you know, the local zoos we have here, none of the animals are like bred for the zoos or anything like that. Um, they're like rescue animals. Most of the time, I think the, Santa Ana Zoo is involved in breeding anteaters because they're endangered. But anyway, cool. Zoos are cool. Do you come up with a favorite animal, Michael, or do we have to make <laughs> Yeah, so I always like I always like the Arctic exhibits. Um, oh yeah, those so are solid. Like the you know penguins and puffins. We saw the polar bears. Legit. Yeah, the last nice. polar bears. Ugh. <laughs> Man, Andrew, you're just bumming everyone out, man. That's just like such a real, feel, real sad thing to say. Feel my pain. So let's talk about Joker. Yeah, I was gonna say if we're gonna talk thing. about feeling feeling someone's pain in a sad way, I I need to right a wrong. Um, I went through the Best Pictures uh, Oscar nominee movies last week and did not touch on the most appropriate one for this podcast, Joker. Why is it the most appropriate? Have Have you met us? It's in our I'm, wheelhouse. I don't I know. I really don't feel yeah. like we're a bunch of psychopaths. <laughs> I meant the the relation to pop culture. Oh, got it. Okay, I'm gonna put my therapist's phone number back in my desk. <laughs> I was, so my um, movie got like notorious somehow. I don't know. What do you, Yeah, what did you think, man? So I think that uh, Joaquin Phoenix's win was well-deserved. That is is probably the most important thing to say about the movie. Um, he, 
you know, it, it focuses on, on his character. He plays Joker for anyone who has been maybe living under a rock. Um, but he is the movie, right? He's the engine that makes the whole thing go. Um, much, much like the last time the Joker was in a movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's no, hold on. That's not true. The last time the Joker was in a movie was Suicide Squad. Yeah, I was going to say that he one. He did not make the whole thing go. No. Un- undo on my comment. We're going to we're going to talk about movies that were good or oh. more good. All right. Anyway. Suicide Squad. Not good. The last acclaimed film that there involved the Joker. There we go. We got there. So, okay. He won for uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix won for was it best acting? Yes. At best actor? Uh yeah. So he's saying it was deserved. Did you like it? Like did you enjoy the movie? On the whole I did. I liked that they dove into the backstory of a character who frequently in the in the movies is just kind of presented to you as a crazy person without any sort of motivation behind his craziness other than wanting to to breed chaos. I mean, I think it's explicitly said in some of the comics that he just, like, he doesn't even remember his own backstory anymore. It's just like, he is literally, yeah, just an agent for chaos, right? Yeah. Yeah, so in this, you you see... You're introduced to Arthur, um, who is just kind of at the end of his rope. His name's Arthur Fleck? Yes. Okay. A dead-end job, um, which is, you know, he he still has to live with his mother. Um, Life has literally and um, metaphorically beaten him up. And he, you just sort of, you see him get pushed further and further to the breaking point, and then you watch him break. And it's, it's interesting the way that they handle that. Um, like he, he breaks and very much leans into that. And hmm. a lot of him is, a lot of it is, is him sort of, realizing that he likes himself as this this new broken person and that it it offers him a degree of freedom that he didn't have as arthur does the does the movie handle that as like a triumph for him or does it leave it as more of a because I think a lot of people celebrated that that type of character change a little bit, and that was kind of part of the phenomenon. It sounded like, like, yeah, we should all be this removed from from the shackles of you know morality and life, and and nothing should hold us back. And all, they, like people that got really into this on the internet, and you yeah, know, and take it's take definitely things too far. It's definitely a liberation for him, right? Like he's he's trapped in this sort of hopeless situation, right? As, a liberation though that comes at a cost of doing things the same things that 
happen to him to other people, right? Sure, yeah. Like, do they he's, he's tackle that the, in the film, or do they just sort of celebrate it? Um, I feel like it's left a little bit open-ended. It kind of offers you, I, I'll say it, it kind of offers you both sides. Hmm. And lets oh, no. you lets you make something of your own choice. The dreaded both sides ism. <laughs> uh oh. Uh no, but so like I think the I think and- Andrew is trying to get at here. It's just definitely a criticism I've seen. Right, is that the movies? People say that the movie is kind of like it, instead of it doesn't cast this like as a it, it doesn't like very obviously make the judgment that says like it's terrible what happened to this guy and he went like he, he felt this was his only way out and he did these horrible things and like, that's a bad thing. So then is that saying that it's a good thing? You know, like I I, obviously not having seen the movie, I can't, you know, I can't answer it, but like, that's the, I think that's the take that people are coming in or coming out with. And it's like, that's kind of a, it's kind of a messed up thing to say, you know, like it, it, like you, I, I guess I feel that like that's a, you know, that would be something I would want condemned. I wouldn't want it to be like celebrated as a like, yeah, he got out by murdering people and going crazy and <laughs> then inflicting all this harm on others, you know? Yeah, it would take yeah. the last, take the Heath Ledger movie, right? You're left with most of those messages throughout the film about how chaotic the world is and uh, no one's particularly good, especially when put with their feet to the flame. Uh, yeah, but that, and then he even that. he's left with the the boat scene, right, where Batman can't stop him from blowing up the boats, but no one blows up the boats. So the message is, oh, actually, people are inherently good. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. That that one leaves you with definitely a there's a little bit of good in everybody. Right. This one this one gets more to who's really the bad guy here. And is anyone the good guy? Uh oh. That's just, I, yeah, man. I just have a tough time watching movies like that. It's just like such a fatal and a really depressing worldview. Like, I, I don't want to watch that in a movie. Just sorry. Like, I have, by all accounts, this movie is really good from people that have seen it. Like, you know, the acting is top notch. I just, I didn't, I just can't. <laughs> I can get behind those if there's a clear, I don't think it has to have a message, but there's a clear delineation with it. Like he's not a hero or anti-hero for having made choices about, you know, doing things to people that have were done to him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm curious to eventually see that one. I think he's, yeah. since you're saying he's well acted, you know, it's, to me, if it's well acted, it's worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. His his performance is great, and I think that alone is worth seeing the movie for. Cool. Okay. Well, I think if people want to tell us their opinions about Joker, there are a lot of avenues to do that. And Michael, where could they do that? People can email us at podcast at we were gamers. We always love to hear from you guys. They could also reach out and get us at Facebook 
or on Twitter or on Instagram. We are We Were Gamers on all of those places. Uh, they can also find us on their favorite podcasting app. We're on Stitcher. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. Basically, anywhere you want to listen to a podcast, you will find us there. Uh, I believe that there is a new uh, subspace transmission pod. Yes, so there for is. All of you Picard fans out there, you can hear Andy and JJ discuss their thoughts on the new season, the new show. Yeah, man. Mm, Andrew, did you Bro. see episode four? Bro. Mm. Uh-oh. Did, we, we will talk. Some, spice, some spicy takes. You owe me a ship. They will. We will talk. You owe me a ship. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that subspace transmission is a good one. Uh, I liked it. Oh. It went long, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's a surprisingly long one. Uh, but <laughs> if folks are uh, are enjoying Picard, we talk a lot about it. So. Oh, and thanks for entertaining my homeowner's half hour. Ah, uh, you know what? It was interesting, honestly. Hopefully, I- it's informative <laughs> when we do those. Yeah. Hey, folks. You know, if you're out there planning to do some homeowning projects yourself, just maybe plan it to take way longer than you Wait. expect way longer and then just be happy when it's done early you know yay for you not for me (laughs) (laughs) ouch sorry what a special day hey hey he's alive we'll see We'll see if all this uh, particle inhalation gets to me. I sat here with that stupid thing just spinning around, me thinking, oh, it's taking a long time to connect. I'm the one that disconnected the internet. I know it wasn't connected. (laughs) Since it's mostly going to be your guys' stuff, I don't have... I have an update on Puzzle Quest and how much of a fucking cheater that game is. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, I'm not recording. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then uh, you shine light through it, and somehow the light determines, like, you know, data. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because the cable, like, it doesn't matter what kind of cable you use, or, or, or sorry, the uh, with fiber optic cable, the speed can be upgraded by changing the thing, shining the light in, and receiving the light on the other end. The cable is not rated for speed. Hmm. So you trying to keep up with fiber is like a losing game. You will never win. Hmm. Because uh, like they can just uh, switch out the end plug and oh, now it's ten gig. Oh, now it's hundred gig. Oh, now it's you know whatever. Oh. Um. I don't run Cat Seven, dude. That's crazy. I I don't know why. Like how Cat Five E was good for like ten years. Cat Six is going to be good for ten more years. Like. You know, like, how many PCs are you going to be running stuff? You know, I assume, like, a NAS or whatever and another PC. Like, how many, you know... I just want to make sure that I'm using... Like, I'm not going to be stuck with, like, 10 gig throughput when they're at, like, 1,000 gig throughput. How many uh, years are you going to own this house? <laughs> Fair. You know, that's the that's the other end. You know, if you want to get real safe, maybe try and find some 6A. But I, I don't think you need... You need uh, you need seven. That's crazy talk. Also, okay. it might be like crazy expensive because you can buy 
you should be able to buy like a thousand feet of cat six and make your own cables for like, I don't know how much a thousand feet of cat six is, but it should not be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, all that equipment should not be hard or not expensive. The, if you need the crimpers, I have some. Yeah. But like, uh, the, the ant- um, Kevin said he has a cat or a 45 crimper. Yeah, that's the one. Does but that'll uh, do Cat Six also. RJ forty five is the name of the plug. Oh, so it doesn't matter what you're crimping. Yeah, the, the the stuff that changes is the how you arrange the wires inside the plug. Okay. Yeah, so you got to find a wiring diagram for Cat Six and do that. Got it. Yeah. Uh, also, you don't you don't want to try and mess with fiber either because fiber is all about bends. And like, if you try to bend it too much, the glass inside just breaks, and then the it, the whole cable is broken. It's no, I don't want fiber in the house. Oh, I mean, you do want fiber in the house, but you you can't have it because it's glass. <laughs> like literally, when I worked at Cisco, when we worked with fiber, if you had to be super careful about how we, how much you bend it, and it's like rated on the bend radius, and if you bend it too much, oh, tire cable is useless. Just throw it out. Super cool. Wasted tons of people's time with that stuff. So anyway, that's why it runs in like giant rigid pipes, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, cause it's, it's 600 megahertz. It's still yeah, just that, 10 gigabit. The Hertz rating doesn't matter, but that's, that's the only difference between six and seven is the Hertz rating. Then certainly, why would you need the higher rating? It's not even going to be a... Yeah. Shielding was added for individual wire pairs and the cable. It's crazy. It's just like more and more hertz. It's like Cat7 is you're likely going to be able to run a... So the other thing is that uh, you can run longer cables when the rates are higher. Mm -hmm. So if you think you're going to have to run a super long cable, then you want it to be a higher grade. Right. Hmm. But, I mean, look, Cat6 is going to be fine. Okay. All right. you know, you're, not, you're not running this, like, from the left end of your house all the way through the house to the other end, right? Like, I'm running it down the hallway. Yeah. I think, like, the, the max length on stuff is, like, 100 meters. So I don't think that's that far. You should be fine. Okay. All right. I'm going to bounce, dudes. Good pod. Thank you, Andrew, for making it here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Sorry about the late start. Yeah, no, no, no worries. I can't believe I was just sitting here with a disconnected cable because it's sitting in the other room because I had to get it out of the way. 